Welcome to the Yoga Inspired Life Podcast. I'm your host, Shayla Quinn, and together we'll go on a journey of self-discovery as we explore all of the inner workings of what it means to live an inspired life. Join me for solo episodes and conversations with special guests for real, authentic deep dives into all things yoga, wellness, self-love, mindfulness, and everything in between. If you're ready to get inspired, learn, grow, evolve, to connect, and up-level your life, then you've come to the right place. I am beyond excited that you're here, so let's dive in. What's up, my loves? Welcome back to another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. We have another Ask Shay episode, and today's Ask Shay episode is a yoga teacher edition. But before we dive in today's episode, I wanted to remind you that it is officially official. I've decided to reopen the Yoga Inspired Life program, which is really exciting because I feel like the collective energy right now is attuned to transformation, expansion, truth, and total alignment, which is exactly what the Yoga Inspired Life program is all about. If you're not familiar, the Yoga Inspired Life program is a 12-week yoga-inspired self-discovery program. It's a transformative journey that combines the power of yoga with a deep exploration of your true self, as well as a discovery process of what truly lights you up. It is the method and process I used to create my dream life, which is the life that I am living now and the same one that I share with you. And it's the same method that I go back to anytime I need a total life reset. The Yoga Inspired Life program is 12 weeks, but... Everything that you learn and take away from the program goes far beyond that, but logistically, it's 12 weeks of guided yoga-inspired self-reflection, deep self-discovery work, reconnection to your true self, mindfulness practices, shadow work, meditation, yoga philosophy, all of the good stuff, all designed to help you uncover the most authentic version of yourself. And I do just want to say you don't have to be a seasoned yogi or a yogi at all to benefit from the program because this is not a how to do yoga program. You don't have to have any prior experience with yoga. This is a journey inward and hopefully a guide for deep transformation, all of which is inspired by the practice of yoga. And within the container of this program, we explore the mind-body connection, your connection to your higher self, your connection to the universe, and learn a more intentional, mindful approach to the way that you live your life, all while unlocking hidden potential and embracing the wisdom that resides within you. It's all about getting to your true self, which the practice of yoga and yoga philosophy is all about that as well. And if you vibe with the Yoga Inspired Life podcast, then you will love the program. It just takes everything that I share and speak about on the podcast to a whole other level. Plus, by joining, you open up a direct line of connection to me through the three live community calls that happen during the 12 weeks. And even though I'm launching a new program in spring of 2024, which mind you is very different from the Yoga Inspired Life program, I do think it's worth mentioning that As of now, and I feel pretty confident in this decision, the Yoga Inspired Life program will still be the only program where I offer live community calls with me and a direct connection of communication with me. 
So if getting face-to-face with me and having a direct line of communication with me is something that really resonates with you, then this is your opportunity because I don't actually do any one-on-one coaching. This is the only capacity that I do any sort of personal guidance, if you will. So I just wanted to let you know about that. I've linked the program page down in the show notes where you can learn more about what's included in the program. And I've outlined some ways you can check in with yourself to see if this would be a good fit for you. Again, that's on the program page. And once you join, you get access to the program content for life. So anytime new content is added to the program, you get access to it for no additional fee. And I will be adding new yoga flows and possibly a new module, but more on that later. I also feel like people hear 12 weeks and they're like three months. That's a really long time. (laughs) And it is right. A lot can happen in three months or 12 weeks rather. But one of the biggest pieces of feedback that I get with every single cycle that I've done is that people come into this feeling like 12 weeks sounds like a really long time. And then by the end in our final call without fail, I would say 99.9% of people are like, wow, that flew by. I cannot believe it's already over. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I think, yeah, that timeline can sometimes scare people, but don't let the idea of a commitment for 12 weeks scare you. And the reason why the program is 12 weeks is because I wanted to make sure that regardless of what your work or life schedule is, that you have ample time to really work this program and implement the things that I teach and share. There is a general schedule for the program, but it's a self-study program, so you can take it at your own pace. You have plenty of time for each module and you are responsible for deciding how much time you invest in this on a daily basis, right? So it can be as little or as much work as you choose. But again, head to the program page, which is linked in the show notes for more information. And if you are listening and you're vibing with this and you go check out the program page and you're like, yes, this is me. I'm really feeling the intuitive nudge to join. Then what you'll do is from the program page, you can add yourself to the wait list. And then I send out an email to the wait list with more information. And then from there, you reply to that email for next steps. I know this can be kind of confusing for some people, but the application process for the program is the way it is for a reason, right? I first of all, just don't want anybody and everybody to join. But the reason why there are so many steps to get to the point of joining is because I only want people in the program who are ready to show up and do the work. The work begins in the application process, right? To make sure you read through everything. Oftentimes I will get the response later on of, oh, I got the email, but then I never got next steps. Well, in the email, it says, if you are aligned with everything in this email, please reply for next steps to join. So again, you'll add yourself to the wait list. You'll get an email. You'll reply to that email for next steps. And then from there, I will email you the Yoga Inspired Life program application questions, as well as more information on cost and more logistics. And if you're still feeling aligned, you can answer the application questions. And from there, we can decide if we are a good fit. And the reason why I do an application process is not to decide whether you're worthy or not or anything like that. It's just that the information shared in this program is a piece of me. And we are working closely over 12 weeks. And it's important to me to make sure that everybody that participates is truly aligned with not just me, but what I'm sharing within the program. It's not about getting as many people as possible. This is a really personal to me program, and it's important to me to maintain the integrity of what I'm sharing in this program. And I like to know who is participating, and I want to make sure that I really feel in my heart and soul that you're going to benefit from what I'm sharing, because that is the most important thing to me. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. 
I want whoever participates to have the best transformation possible, right? Which is also the responsibility of whoever participates, right? Because like I said earlier, it's up to you what you do with what I share. So anyway, I'm really, really, really excited to reopen the program. Also, because I don't know if I'm going to reopen the program again in 2024, just because I have a couple of other projects that I'm going to be focusing on. So this could possibly be the one and only opportunity in 2024. It's hard for me to say. I'd love to try to reopen it again later in the year, but I really need to focus on these upcoming projects and my guided journal that I'm releasing and this new program that I'm working on. So yeah, I'm not trying to put pressure on anyone or scare anyone, but this could possibly be the only opportunity in 2024. But again, all of that to say, if you are feeling the intuitive nudge, head down to the show notes, go to the program page, and we'll take it from there. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Again, we are doing an Ask Shay episode yoga teacher edition. And we're just going to jump right in. The first question is, what are some important things to know or understand when starting to teach yoga for the first time? And I really sat with this question and thought back to when I first started teaching yoga and I came up with some bullet points for you. Number one is it will get easier and more comfortable with time. You have to practice at this. Finding your flow with teaching yoga is a skill. And again, it will get easier and more comfortable with time. So don't get too much in your head. Not everyone will vibe with your style of teaching, and that's not a reflection of your value. As I said in episode 140, there's an ask for every seat, and you just have to do you and trust that by showing up authentically, you will attract aligned students that really vibe with you and vibe with your style of teaching. In the same vein, I was thinking about this, and I think it's equally important to be open to feedback right? Taking feedback from your students can provide you with an opportunity to self-reflect and see where you can improve. Because while I think it's important to stand firmly in your authenticity, right? Not trying to copy another teacher or emulate another teacher, but rather teach yoga in your own way. I do think that it's important to remain a student and humble yourself and be willing to stay open to feedback because this feedback could help you improve on your teaching because there might be something that you're doing that you're not picking up on, but adjusting it ever so slightly could totally change the game for you. So be open to constructive criticism as a tool, but also own who you are. Come with your own style. Stand in your uniqueness. The other thing I wrote down was your real speaking voice is far better than your yoga teacher voice. I'm not trying to be mean, but there is nothing that irks me more than getting to a class saying hi to the teacher, and they're like, hi, welcome to class, so happy to have you. And then the second the class starts, there's like this character that they step into, and their voice changes. And I'm not talking about cadence in your voice, because cadence in your voice, like I just did, is great. It helps people really feel your words on a deeper level, right? Having a dynamic speaking voice and cadence in your voice is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful tool. But having a yoga teacher voice and big breath in and it's very bizarre. So use your real speaking voice. It's a lot better than your quote unquote yoga teacher voice. Next, I think when you are teaching yoga for the first time or you're new to teaching yoga, focus a lot of your energy on mastering the art of cueing. 
providing clear and concise instructions to guide your students through poses. Practice cueing poses in different ways and see which one seems to land better with the majority of people. Also, in that same vein, the alignment cues that you learn in yoga teacher training are there for you to call out when you see that they're needed in class. But I think that sometimes as a new teacher, we can get stuck in this idea that we have to call out every single alignment cue that we know so that everybody knows that we know what we're doing, right? And I think that that's a confidence thing. But there's no need to call out every single alignment point if your students are in the poses safely, You call out an alignment cue if you see one or more students in your class that need it. In addition to this feeling of, I need to prove myself and talk about everything I know, I think there's also this fear of silence and space when teaching. So we feel like we have to continue to talk, 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 talk until the next pose. But the silence is where your students can drop in and practice stillness within a moment of possible discomfort or challenge in a pose. So don't be afraid of space or silence when you're speaking. I also wrote down to just remember it's okay to be human. It's okay if you mix up your words. Nobody is gonna judge you for that. I think it's easy to get in your head and be worried about saying everything right and we get so much in our head that it takes us out of the present moment. But try your hardest to be present with your breath, with your body, and you practice yoga even if you're not practicing the poses, you embody yoga as you teach. The other thing too is that it's good to remember that your classes are not about you or your agenda. They're about each individual in class. So I would invite you to do your best to keep that in mind. Do your best to be aware of your students' diverse needs, abilities, and possible limitations. Modify and adapt your teachings to accommodate different levels and body types that are in your class. I think it's really great to come in with a plan when you're first beginning teaching as you build your confidence, but I would invite you to make it a goal to come in and assess your class through your warm-up, looking at, do we have tight hips? Or does it seem like most people have really tight shoulders? Or do I have some injuries in class? Does it seem like my class is mostly advanced or mostly beginners? And then adapt and modify your teachings to accommodate your students. Because again, your classes are not about you and your agenda. They're about holding space for your students to have a transformational experience on their mat. Speaking of students, I also wrote down that it's really important for you to continue to stay a student and continue your own personal practice. I know it can be really challenging when you're teaching tons of classes every week but it's really important to continuously deepen your own personal yoga practice and continue expanding your knowledge. The more you understand and embody the principles of yoga in your own life and practice, I think the more effective and authentic you'll be as a teacher. Learning should be an ongoing process. As often as you can or as often as it feels good, try to attend workshops and classes and continue to educate yourself and expand your knowledge and refine your teaching skills. There's always something new to learn. I think communication skills is really important too, and this kind of goes back to alignment cues, but really focusing on developing clear and concise communication skills because that is truly, aside from your intentions and energy, that's the other thing that you're there to do. You're there to communicate and give cues for your students to 
move through the physical practice of yoga. So really pay attention to your communication skills. And again, like I said at the beginning of answering this question, I think you start to refine your cues and communication with practice. So give yourself grace and space to experiment and try things out and just make a mental note. Okay, when I cue warrior two in that way, people seem to be a little lost. How can I rephrase this in a way that's more clear and concise? I also think it's really important to foster a positive and inclusive class environment. Say hi to your students when they come in. See if you can develop a connection with your students. Be approachable and be open to their questions or concerns after class. I mean, you can totally be the type of teacher that just comes in, cues, leaves, or you can be the type of teacher that really makes an impact. And I personally want to be a teacher that makes an impact. And I also really deeply love and appreciate teachers that go out of their way to make an impact. So be as positive and inclusive as you can. Last couple things is something to keep in mind is that it's really important to prioritize your own well-being and prioritize self-care. Teaching yoga is incredibly rewarding, but it can also be physically and emotionally demanding and at times draining. So prioritize taking care of yourself and filling up your own cup because teaching yoga is a lot of filling up other people's cups. And of course, the act of teaching and holding space can be fulfilling, but you're giving a lot. So make sure you are also receiving, whether that be through self-care or rest, taking breaks, relaxation, whatever it is, make sure you're filling up your cup. And then I also feel like it's pretty important to understand basic business principles, even if you plan to teach independently. We live in a very digital age, and of course you don't have to have a social media presence, but at the very least, I think that it would be really helpful to learn some skills to promote your classes and build a student following. So you have repeat students coming back to your class. And as cringy as it might feel, I think it's important to share your class times and even your Instagram handle or your website at the end of your classes because you are coming in and providing a service for a studio. But at the end of the day, you're building your studio's business. And unless you make a direct connection with your students and tell them your name, they're not gonna remember your name. They're gonna remember the name of the studio. And I think that, again, even if you plan to continue to remain a studio teacher for the foreseeable future, which is a wonderful choice, I know that most studios pay per head. And there is also something really, really special about having students that come back to all of your classes. It starts to really feel like a community. I do think it would be really challenging to build a community when they don't know your name or when else you teach, right? So I know can feel a little awkward at the end of class to be like, again, my name is Shayla. I'm teaching Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1030 and I would love to see you again. Or you can follow me on Instagram. I know, I know, I know. I really had to push myself to do it because I'm like, these people don't care. But guess what? Some people are going to care. I know for myself, I love finding teachers that I go back to repeatedly. I love a routine. I love practicing with the same teachers. And if I can start to build a connection with a teacher and I know their schedule and I can come back to their classes on a regular basis and build a routine with them, that's what I'm looking for. So don't be afraid to promote yourself. I think there's a way to do it that is kosher, if you will, even when you are working for another studio. It's not a bad thing to introduce yourself and share your other class times. It might be kind of weird if you're teaching at multiple studios, but 
at the very least, share your class times within that same studio that you're currently teaching at so your students know where to find you and they know to look for your name on the schedule. All right, the next question, and this is actually the last question just because I feel like I'm going really in depth in these answers and wanna give you time to process and digest everything that I'm saying. The next question is, I'm really struggling with my yoga teacher training. How do I know if it's for me? And my initial gut answer to this question is you just have to try it and see how you feel. Just like I said, when answering the previous question, it might take a little bit of time, just like anything else for you to get comfy teaching. But the only way to know is to try, right? The short answer is you have to just try. Feeling challenged during your yoga teacher training is not uncommon. And it's important to recognize that the journey to becoming a teacher can be both physically and emotionally demanding. So of course, you know, my short answer is to just try. But I also think that if you're struggling, you can first and foremost reflect on your passion. Reflect on your passion for yoga. Do you still feel a deep connection and love for this practice? I think that having passion can be the driving force behind helping you overcome challenges in any situation. So reflect on your passion. Also understand that yoga teacher training and also teaching yoga is a learning process. I think it's normal to feel overwhelmed and challenged as you absorb new information and skills. And I think you have to give yourself a little bit of grace and time to adapt. Yoga teacher training is so expansive and you're learning so much I mean, it was so much for me that I did three teacher trainings because I felt like there was just so much to learn and so much to absorb. So know that this is a process. And if you don't feel like you've gotten it all figured out right away, it's okay. I think that's normal. I think it's also worth evaluating your expectations and maybe reassessing them. Not even just your expectations for the yoga teacher training, but also for yourself. Because sometimes I think adjusting your expectations and understanding that growth takes time can alleviate stress and pressure, which can also just bring more fun and joy to whatever it is that you're doing. I think it's also worth exploring different teaching styles. There's a possibility that your current training program is just not your vibe, right? There's so many different styles of yoga and there are also so many different ways to teach and share yoga. I've spoken about this before, but after a couple years of teaching in studio and teaching privates, and also because of COVID and all my studios shut down, I came to a conclusion, which could possibly be temporary, right? I could get the intuitive nudge to go back to it. But for the time being, I've come to the conclusion that being a full-time in-studio teacher is not sustainable for me, at least for now. And instead of giving up teaching yoga altogether, I found a different avenue to do so by way of this podcast and my YouTube channel and my Instagram and my program. So teaching yoga in the way that we traditionally see it is not the only way to teach and share yoga. So this could be something to explore as well. And kind of going back to the point that I was making about reflecting on your passion, when you're feeling challenged and you're feeling struggled in your yoga teacher training or even early on in your teaching journey, I want you to remember your why. Revisit the reasons why you decided to pursue teaching yoga or pursue your yoga teacher training in the first place. Because oftentimes reconnecting with your initial motivations can reignite that excitement and sense of purpose in what you're doing, which can help propel you forward through the challenging times. And lastly, be patient with yourself. Practice patience and self-compassion. Remember that 
all personal and professional growth. It takes time and it's okay to not have everything figured out immediately. And it's also okay if you do a yoga teacher training and decide that you actually don't wanna teach yoga, or maybe you just don't wanna teach yoga right now. I did my first yoga teacher training in 2014, then I did my second one in 2015, and I didn't start teaching until 2017, I think. And furthermore, when I did my first two teacher trainings, I wasn't even sure if I wanted to teach yoga. I was really just going to deepen my practice and put myself through a spiritual boot camp of sorts because I was going through such a challenging time in my life. And you know, even though a yoga teacher training is technically there to train people to teach yoga, not everyone who practices yoga and not everyone who attends a yoga teacher training needs to become a yoga teacher. You know, can you give yourself grace and space to be in the moment. Struggle and discomfort is not always a bad thing. I know it's uncomfortable, but growth happens outside of your comfort zone. But again, I feel like if you've reflected on all these things that I just shared and you are having an intuitive nudge to explore this, the only way to know is to try it out and give yourself a chance to get acclimated. Because boy, let me tell you, my first couple of classes were really tough to the point where I was like, this is not for me. But because I gave myself time and I reflected on my passions and I came back to my why, I pushed through. And then I did eventually find my groove and I really did enjoy it when I was in flow with it. But I think you just have to just have to keep going with it. Keep checking in with yourself. Does this feel good? Is this resistance coming up because I am scared? And is that fear of failure or fear of success or fear of hard work? Or is this a feeling of, I don't think this is aligned? And if it's not aligned, then you can take a break and come back to it later, you know? Yeah, that's that's my best advice on that. Anyway, I hope that this episode was helpful. If you want more episodes geared towards yoga teachers, you can leave me a comment on my latest Instagram post and let me know. I would love to hear from you. And in the meantime, I hope you have an amazing rest of your day or night whenever you're listening. I love you. And I will catch you in next week's episode. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I hope you got something valuable from it and feel empowered to take inspired action. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me today. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I loved creating it, then please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with them. I always say that we rise by lifting others, and this is a totally independent podcast, so every little bit of support truly means so much to me. If you're looking for more, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Shayla Quinn. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you again for listening, and I'll catch you next week.